There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From sequels to reboots or, well, just making anything successful in video game form whatsoever, nailing a creative vision goes through any number of sizable changes. But there are some ideas where Just Glad didn't make it through. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com and these are 9 video game ideas where GLAD got cancelled. Number 9. Reloading using a controller add-on. GoldenEye007. Maybe it would have been genius, a whole new way to even think about how to interact with a first-person shooter, or maybe it would have single-handedly destroyed GoldenEye's reputation from day one, denying millions of us one of the finest multiplayer shooters of all time. Either way, back when Rare were assembling GoldenEye in this ragtag experimental time that was the early 90s in video games, they tried out the idea of reloading using an external peripheral. Namely, the very exciting rumble pack that was adding optional vibration to a host of titles. Rare had it so that reloading in GoldenEye meant you had to physically grab the controller and actively remove, then reinsert, the pack every time you wanted to reload, as they thought it simulated reloading an actual gun. While there's no denying a custom modded in-person game of GoldenEye today would be a great laugh with everyone having to reload this way, it's safe to say they made the right call taking it out. Number 8. A Realistic Jack and Daxter Jack 4 Bizarrely, you actually have Jack and Daxter to thank for The Last of Us. While it sounds insane, flashback to the late 2000s and Naughty Dog were having something of a crisis when developing a potential fourth Jack and Daxter. Why? Because they were attempting, assumedly in the wake of Uncharted maturing the studio's visuals and taking them away from cartoonish platformers, to do a realistic version of Jack and Daxter. Featured in the studio's 30th anniversary art book, we can see a version of Jack as far more humanoid, accompanied by a Daxter that's also drawn more realistically to represent a fox-like creature rather than the fictional Otzel. Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann and Evan Wells would later note that they were getting so far away from what makes Jack and Daxter Jack and Daxter that it felt as though they were just slapping the name on it for marketing reasons. The project was shelved as the team accepted they'd be doing everybody a disservice, everyone moved on to The Last of Us, and now all we're left with are the horrifying images of what once was. Number 7. A Game That Smells Like Blood Snatcher Hideo Kojima, you've gotta love him, especially retrospectively when we're now in an age of hyper-calculated projects designed for maximum reach and maximum profit. The very idea of someone thinking outside the box and getting away with it is why so many people still fell in love with Death Stranding, what's and all. In previous generations though, some of Kojima's even more out there ideas were scrapped because they were just too insane. One came alongside 1988's detective thriller Snatcher, where Kojima wanted the game to literally smell of blood over time, eventually revealing a secret you could only see for a few seconds and then it was gone. 
Hideo explained to Engadget that maybe when you put Snatcher in your disk drive and you're playing for about 15 minutes, the heat from the disk drive interacts with a chemical and creates a certain smell. It smells like blood or something like that. When you pull it out, you see a dying message on the disk. Kojima says the idea was pitched early on, but unfortunately I got yelled at for it and they didn't let me do it. Number 6. Sticking with what works and ditching Atreus God of War 2018 It's safe to say that God of War is the game of the 8th generation. The most recommendable, easily enjoyable, powerfully resonant thematically and mature in its reapproaching of what Kratos as a character represents and what he can be going forward. All-round creative director Cory Barlog and the team at Santa Monica turned in an immaculate piece of art. But dive into the project's history and you'll find endless stories of non-stop uphill battles, alongside the idea of removing Atreus at every turn. As Barlog has touched on in many documentaries, even Sony's own Shuhei Yoshida could not get on board with what he and the team were putting together, actively walking out of an in-person gameplay demo. An early QA tester was also furious that Santa Monica were quote-unquote ruining Kratos, and as Corey told GameSpot, it was the most stress you could possibly deal with. It seems like from the beginning through to shipping, everyone other than Corey was insisting that Kratos and God of War as an IP remained the way it was. Thankfully, and you can see the outpouring of emotion from a creative lead being proven right in Corey's reaction video to God of War's review scores, Barlog held true, and we got an exemplary effort he and everybody involved can be proud of for the rest of their lives. Number 5. A gritty, realistic Mortal Kombat inspired by Gears of War Mortal Kombat is currently on the form of its life. Yes, MK dominated the headlines in the 90s thanks to everybody discovering fatalities by accident down at the arcade. Back in the late 2000s though, the entire franchise was on the downturn. With enjoyable enough minigames filling out the disc and sales starting to suffer, Ed Boon noted to CVG in 2007 that the 8th Mortal Kombat would be completely overhauled. Going with a more realistic, grittier presentation, Boon said that the team felt no obligation to bring back favourite fighting styles or weapons, later saying to Game Informer that MK8 would be unbelievably unexpected, and that it was largely inspired by Gears of War. Boone went on to say that we're not going to have three fighting styles, we're not going to have the same punches and kicks and the same kind of control scheme. Everything is getting trashed. Well, if, like me, you were there at the time, all this talk had Mortal Kombat fans mighty worried. The grounded version of Mortal Kombat was ultimately ditched, and following Warner Brothers stepping in after Midway folded, Mortal Kombat as an IP was soft rebooted in 2011 and has only gone from strength to strength since. The very idea of a Gears of War influenced Mortal Kombat is just something that we'll have to talk about forevermore, so let me know what you think down in the comments below. Number 4. Ellie Kills Abby The Last of Us Part 2 Bold, risky as hell, and ultimately a necessary piece of art precisely because of all those elements, The Last of Us 2 being a bleak revenge tale houses a message that's eventually extremely pro-life and extremely encouraging of letting go of any long-term grudges. It gets there over a 30-hour runtime that explores every facet of how hate can be constructed, reinforced and passed on, coming through the lens of militarized factions vying for dominance, religious doctrines, or just personal vendettas. By the close of the game, you're actively begging Ellie to just let Abby go, like the latter has to the former earlier, and to settle down with partner Dina and their young child. Thankfully, Ellie relinquishes Abby's throat and the game ends on an optimistic-ish note, though it wasn't always this way. Revealed to IndieWire, Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann stated that for more than 50% of the production, Ellie used to kill Abby at the end, giving in to the same cycles of violence as everyone around her, and further dooming human nature to a constant race to the bottom. Druckmann notes the team eventually realized this wasn't honest to Ellie's character, as deep down inside there is goodness there. Hopefully she can go forward and build her life. Number 3. Ethan's Mind is Connected to the Killer Heavy Rain 
David Cage is a treasure trove of brilliant unused concepts, hilarious and otherwise. In Heavy Rain's case, it's a popular talking point that Scott Shelby being the origami killer makes very little sense, as throughout the story we see Ethan Mars black out, only to wake up elsewhere with a paper origami model in his hand. Turns out Cage did have an answer for this, it just got deleted over time. Now, you might immediately be thinking, surely an answer to a prominent plot question is better included no matter what, and you'd be right if the explanation wasn't total out of place BS. No, these deleted scenes would have had you play Ethan's blackouts as underwater segments, the twist being that when Mars is unconscious, he forms a psychological link with the killer at the same time as one of the murders. Water then floods the room because the killer's brother drowned when they were kids. Injecting random supernatural insanity is what thoroughly killed Fahrenheit slash Indigo Prophecy, and keeping the story more firmly in David Fincher territory is often thought of as the only saving grace in Cage's entire back catalogue. Number 2. Die and the Game Self-Destructs An unreleased Hideo Kojima game Back to Kojima for this quick entry because he really did used to throw out some ludicrous ideas once Metal Gear Solid resulted in scores of interviews in the early 2000s. One sketch for what he was going to do next came in an issue of official PlayStation Magazine number 59, where Kojima talked about a raw game where if you die, the game self-destructs. I think the whole concept of continues in games is totally outdated and unnecessary. It all came from arcade games where you throw in a coin when the game ends. I don't want to imprint children with the idea of virtual worlds where you can just play and die with infinite lives. Even if it is a virtual world, I want people to value their own lives. In that sense, a raw game would be perfect. Whilst this idea of only a fraction of the populace making it through an interactive story is pretty enticing, can you imagine losing all your progress forever just because you died in-game? And number one, the Dark Knight movie tie-in. For the top spot, something that if it had gone ahead would have denied us some of the finest superhero games of all time, alongside a melee combat system that would go on to be in everything from Sleeping Dogs to Hand of Fate. That game was the Dark Knight's movie tie-in on consoles, the reality of which was a hellish time for Studio Pandemic, who tried their best to use the saboteur's engine for an open-world Batman game. Sadly, the project was reportedly running at 5 frames a second, and as Pandemic imploded and EA missed their release window, the rights for a Batman game went back to Warner Brothers, who promptly gave them to absolute nobodies Rocksteady. A cheaper and more viable prospect to cash in on the Batman IP with, they just happened to be total virtuosos making the most of their big break turning in Arkham Asylum and revolutionising the very idea of superhero video games. Without the Dark Knight game going sideways though, none of that would have happened. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.